Welcome to the Startup Showcase. I'm your host, Scott Katoon, and this is Technori Live from WGN Radio. I'm sitting here talking to my friend Jason William Johnson, the Entrepreneurship Director of Chicago Union League. Welcome to the show. Yeah, welcome. Oh, I'm sorry, Chicago me. Urban League. Chicago Urban League. Thank sorry. you for having me, Scott. Of course. Uh, so this is going to be kind of a cool show. We're going to kick this off uh, hopefully every week going forward like this. I would love to. I would love your feedback. Uh, we want you guys to be a part of this show. Uh, I will tell you what this show is in a second, but I want to let you know you can go to Facebook on, find us at Technori or at Katoon on Facebook and Twitter. Leave your, leave your comments, tweet at us. We'd love to uh, include you in the discussion. Or if there's time, you can call us here at the station, 312-981-7200. What is different today? Well, we've got Jason in the entire show. Then we're going to have two companies, Aristotle Loomis's Ware Ellison, coming in live in studio to tell us about their company. They've got three minutes to pitch. We have about three to five minutes to ask them whatever we need to ask them to find out if we want to invest in them. Okay. Uh, and then Allwise, they'll be on in the second half. Same deal, three minutes to pitch. We have three to five minutes to ask the right questions. But here's the rub. Everybody including yourself and mine, mm-hmm. can invest in these companies. Anyone out there listening can. You go to republic.co backslash technori. You can register right now, link your cards, and you can invest in these companies literally as we go. Uh, but here's the thing. You and I are going to determine which one of those companies, if not both, that we think is 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 got enough for us to put real money in because technori is going to put $100 in one of those companies uh, depending on you and I determining which one okay. we want. So I'm going to channel my um, inner Kevin O'Leary. It's going to be a good time. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm not sure how the contracts work, but I don't think there's any referral deals or any sort of licensing. Okay. or anything. <laughs> Kevin, if you've watched Shark Tank on ABC, then you know Kevin O'Leary in the, in the licensing play that he makes on uh, every single company. Uh, so neither one of us are, are sharks, but... Uh, we've both spent enough time in uh-huh. the tech community and, and have made investments in companies ourselves and have launched our own companies uh, ourselves. You actually were on Technori stage before you went over to Chicago Urban League uh, and launched your own company. So why don't you give us a couple uh, tidbits on yourself as well as uh, talk about what your role is over at the Chicago Urban League. Okay. So Jason Johnson, um, it all started December 10th, 1980 on a cold December day. Um, but, um, pretty Happy much soon to be birthday. Yeah. So, um, you know, um, you know, tech enthusiast, entrepreneurship educator, um, had a technology company. Um, we're in the middle of a pivot right now called Convo, um, an app that used personality compatibility to help people break the ice at social events, became the director of the center for entrepreneurship and innovation at the Chicago urban league in March of 2017 and it's been an exciting experience Uh, we've been able to do some amazing things Um, for those of you who aren't familiar with the center uh, we were founded in 2007 and we service about 500 um, business owners annually um, and we support them in three major areas we provide them with one-on-one technical assistance and coaching Um, we provide them with entrepreneurship education and then we also um, help them um, facilitate relationship building and brand exposure so we have a couple co based programs um, for the entrepreneurship education side of things. Uh, We have one for startups and we have one for more established businesses. We have over 25 business coaches with expertise in everything from marketing, branding, um, legal, CPAs, um, accountants, um, you know, attorneys, um, UX, UI people, marketing experts. So we have a, a wide array of people with subject matter expertise to help you support your business. And the best of all, the business coaching is free. So that's a little bit about the center. Um, and yeah, thank you for having me. I'm excited about this. So you would say it's, it's, I should say, it's fair to say, you know, a thing or two about a good startup pitch. You've eh, heard of it. Kind of sort of. You did that this morning. Did yeah. You not? Yeah. So pretty much one of the things that we also do at the urban league, we have a pitch program that we launched last summer called Pitchcraft. We do that in the summer. Um, I've been as a founder, I've 
pitched several times. I've had some of the best coaches and um, pretty much I think, you know, hearing a good pitch, I definitely know one when I um, hear one. Well, you're going to hear and see one coming up here because we're going to take a break. We're going to come back with Ellison, founder and CEO, Aristotle Loomis, who's been on my show several times. He's pitched on Technori as well. He is back with a live campaign in Republic. You can check him out at republic.co forward slash Ellison, E-L-L-I-S-O-N. I recommend you go to it right now so you can kind of read up a little bit. He's going to come on and uh, no pressure. This is our first time doing this. So we're an MVP of a show right now. Right. He is going to come on and has three minutes to get it out. And if you know Aristotle, which uh, he's a, a verified Facebook and Twitter personality, so people know him. Uh, <laughs> he is not short-winded. So not I'm, I'm excited to see if he, can, if he can jam this into three minutes. And he's also, you know what, he's a smart dude. He's a Greek guy. He's a, he's a son of a, of a seal. So I think he's pretty, you know, he's going to navigate our questions. But I think you and I are going to be able to lock him into a corner and find out if it's a good investment. Let's do it. All right, let's do it. I'm Scott Gattoon. You are listening to WGN AM 720. We will be back with Aristotle Loomis in the Startup Showcase. Welcome back to the Startup Showcase. I'm Scott Gattoon sitting here with my buddy Jason William Johnson, the Entrepreneurship Director at the Chicago Urban League. And we're about to start the clock on my other friend, Aristotle Loomis from Wear Ellison Eyewear. How are you guys? I'm good. How are you doing? Good. The sun is shining in Chicago. Can't complain. People are buying sunglasses. I was going to say, a guy who sells sunglasses has <laughs> to feel pretty happy with the sun. <laughs> Even though there is some slight overcast right now. Even better, though. That. Even yeah. better, because when you're driving with the overcast, that's <laughs> right, when you need exactly. these shades. Okay, so this is the first one of these, so we're going to be a little lenient with you, uh, but I'm going to tell you right now, you have three minutes. Say hi to everybody. Start, yeah, hi waving to everyone outside in the studio. People are enjoying the show. Uh, you have three minutes. I'm starting the clock in 30 seconds. You have three minutes to tell us both and everyone listening what where Ellison is, mm-hmm. what is the company, what is the premise, the whole thing, so you're going to fit it, the why, the how, the what. Mm-hmm. What is Ellison Eyewear ready? Go. Ellison Eyewear is a socially driven luxury eyewear brand. And what we do is we focus on three main pillars uh, for uh, what we consider success. And the first pillar is going to be quality, right? So one of the biggest things we do is we manufacture and design all of our products in our cruelty-free, humane, um, family-owned warehouse. I'm sorry, manufacturer in Greece. The second pillar is going to be not only do we believe that it's important to look good, but also do good. So for every pair of sunglasses that we sell and membership sold, we also give back someone their eyesight back to someone in need. Um, and the third pillar is going to be one of our most disruptive uh, value propositions, which is going to be our commitment to our customer. And in that, we do that through our disruptive value proposition, uh, Club Ellison. And what that entails is essentially we solve the three largest pain points on addressing the market, and that is the fact that people lose, break, or someone steals their glasses. So simply put, if you buy one of our products uh, and you lose, break, or someone steals them, you simply log on with your membership, tell us that adventurous story of how it happened, and we reward you for that adventure by giving you a replacement pair at exclusive membership pricing. That was awesome. Was that good? Was yeah, good. I, I didn't think you were going to be able to do it, to be totally honest. Okay, so let's yeah, catch everybody up. You. Well, somebody, somebody's got to believe in them. Listen, I don't think I'm able to put this show on, so I'm just happy that you guys are even here. Uh, so for everyone listening, I published on Technori's Facebook page. If you go to Technori right now, you'll see a link to Ellison's, uh, Ellison Eyewear's Republic campaign. So you can click on it, watch the videos. You can learn a little bit about the deal, how the whole thing works. Uh, when you go there, you need to register, obviously, ahead of time. So you need to open an account. You can do it with LinkedIn or Facebook on Republic. Uh, I'm sure Republic is thrilled by this show, <laughs> actually. But anyway, you can go there and learn more. Uh, but without further ado, I want to open this up to Jason and I to, to kind of 
ask you some questions because I'm going to start this by saying that I'm a, I'm a huge fan. You've been on Technori before. This um, is your second campaign. Part-time on Pid Model, so that, just getting that out there. Can you still say that? I feel like you got, like, you got like, <laughs> all jokes. Like, I was going to say, like a year and a half ago, like you, you were able to roll that. Now a year and a half goes by. Like how long is that model retirement yeah, I, thing? I, I think I'm going to park it. I'm going to park it. No, no man, you, got, get, you got to roll with it. About a year and a half legacy. Um, you can well, claim never, that for yeah. like, I've never booked yeah. a gig, so I think it's over. Well, you know, okay. you know what? In case this whole eyewear thing doesn't work out, you got modeling. So, exactly. uh, as I was saying, I'm a huge fan of of Ellison. I'm a huge fan of the glasses. I'm actually have a pair right now around my neck. Um, but my my big thing with with eyewear in general, as you know, and you've talked about this many times, is the fact that it's it's a monopoly. Like the eyewear industry is a monopoly. So, how does a company like Ellison Eyewear stand out and and be a good investment when when there's only so many players in the game? Yeah, and the short answer to that, and if you go on to our Republic campaign, you could kind of see a little bit more in detail of what the competitive landscape looks like. But ultimately, you know, because these two uh, monopolies, which is uh, Eslor and Exotica and Sofilo exactly, um, you know, they own not only all the major rights uh, to some of the major brands, right? Oakley, Chanel, Prada, Gucci. Raven, etc. But they also own all the distribution, right? So the Four Eyes, the Sungatsats, the Pearl Visions of the world. So for a company, independent brand to actually penetrate the market, it's pretty much impossible. Um, and as a result, uh, you know, not really understanding or underestimating the, the barriers to entry, um, I worked closely with my customers. And as a result, I was really able to identify the pain points that are not being addressed. And if you own the whole market, why address certain issues to the to, to the market, right? If if Google, if Apple didn't have HP, then Apple would be selling laptops for $20,000, right? There's no, without competi- uh, competition, there's no one to drive down those prices or to solve those issues. And, so that's what we do. And one of the things I want to piggyback on this is, this is exciting to me because I had uh, Brian Spaley, who was the founder of Trunk Club and Bonobos and a couple other things uh, on my show several Brian. months ago. Brian, mm-hmm. great guy, amazing entrepreneur. And I actually asked him about the same thing because he, he was in the same space with Trunk Club and, and Bonobos. Like most of the, the North Nordstrom's of the world have exclusive rights to all these brands and there's just no way to penetrate. And what he said was amazing. And I think it's the same thing that potentially could happen for you Mm -hmm. is that when there is not uh, an an open market and a ton of opportunities, the brands that do make their way to the top get snatched up really quickly because they know this is a way for me to bring on a whole new loyal fan base that I won't have to pay to market. So they're like with the challenge of having a monopoly, there's also this huge opportunity that if you build a great brand, a strong brand, you could be a massive acquisition target probably sooner than a normal company in, in a normal industry would be. And I think that's the biggest the, the, that's the big, biggest value proposition for our customers, right? Because uh, <laughs> in the end, these conglomerates want me to stop doing what I'm doing yeah. and stop you know solving the issues that they're overlooking. And you know the best way to do that is to acquire me, right? And get me. Have you ever seen their Verizon and the uh, Sprint guy? He's like, can you hear me now? And now he's working right. for the yeah. Now he's right, on Sprint. Exactly. <laughs> can you hear me now? That, that Sprint. Was so dope when I saw that commercial. Right? Yeah, oh so my god! Know, yeah. You know, if you want to if you want to get rid of the the, the naysayers, then acquire them. So. Yep. That's kind of like, you know, not our end goal, but my goal is no matter who we get acquired by or who we join forces is to continue to to disrupt it and to change yeah. the way they do business. So whoever we decide to move forward with and grow into is going to be that's going to be our main mission. Well, for those of you listening, if you have kids that hang out at Soho House uh, in Chicago, there's a pretty good, strong opportunity that those kids are wearing Ellison's as almost every person I ever <laughs> run into at Soho. I think you might live there. Uh, Although you're not even a member, which I'm is not the, a member. You're not I, a I, member. I, I, I go he's, there to visit my customers. He's not a member. <laughs> he's but he goes, in the corner like, hey, he goes hey. in there. He sells. He, he comes in there with a 
briefcase and sells like 300 pairs of glasses yeah, and, and then ask him to leave. Well, you know what? That's, that's good for my investors. We, we try and be as lean as possible. So memberships like that, uh, you know, I try and leverage yeah. the relationships I have. Which hands it off. I'm going to hand it to you, Jason, on this, but hustling and working hard, as just mentioned with Aristotle, that's the key, I think, for a lot of founders. And there's a misconception of it. it, it Urban League, you guys have to work with people who have at all stages of the yep. business. What is it about this company that either you like or don't like or would like to learn more about? What I like is the fact, and this is something we try to share with our entrepreneurs, the amount of research that you did in the beginning, really sitting down, talking to the customer, trying to understand the customer's problem, and then creating the value proposition driven by the problem that you're solving, right? Because you're solving the problem for the customer that you know the, 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 the monopoly currently isn't solving. So just the amount of research and the amount of time and conversations that you had with the customer combined with the experience in the industry that you already had, that's what I think is really a great model and a template for emerging or people who are launching businesses to approach. Because oftentimes people are, are launch a venture and then become a venture trying to find a problem to solve as right. opposed to really solving a problem. So the amount of effort and how long did how much how much customer research and how much time did you take, you know, prior to launching to really understand the customer's problem? And if you could share maybe some approaches and methods you did, mm-hmm. I think that'll help some of the audience who are kinda in that earlier stage to kind of figure out how they can do the same thing. Yeah, so actually my background is in pre-dental. Uh, that's what I studied at, at my school. So, you know, I have zero background in uh, manufacturing. I, I would go so far as to say zero, though, because if you're in dental school, you got to play with small tools. Uh, exactly. And you play with eyewear. you exactly. still got to be a, well, a star I'm in the same with a little space, bit. Just, model, you got to wear yeah, eyewear. Yeah. <laughs> and, and have great teeth. Yeah. yeah, I'm in the same space, just a little bit higher, right? So, yeah, it's something that was a little bit more uh, native to me. It's something a little bit more familiar. But, um, you know, in the end, I didn't understand the uh, the industry. So um, I started in 2011. That's actually when I, I – we didn't launched to 2014. So it was actually three years of really understanding. I lived in Italy and Greece, mm-hmm. um, specifically Greece, but we bought our factory uh, from Italy, brought it to Greece. And during that time, I learned three years of uh, manufacturing design product and really understood what it is that I was selling. Uh, and then when we launched in 2014, I spent two years. Club Ellison wasn't something that I started with, right? It's right. something that I launched two years into it. Mm-hmm. And that came in through uh, just one-on-one interactions with my customer. And I, you know, they would buy the product at uh, Friday. They would go on an event maybe go to a tailgate things got a little crazy or they would go uh you know how the the michigan uh lake michigan is one of my best clients right they go there they lose the glasses and by monday i'm getting a call saying hey listen man like i uh i lost my glasses i, I spent a good amount of money on them like you know i lost them in the lake or doing whatever it is that they're doing adventurous um and you know can you can you help me and at the time, I started recognizing one story, two story. After the thousand story, I'm like, "There's an issue here, and it's not being addressed." So, you know, for me, what the biggest thing was to um, list it to the customers mm-hmm. and, and and to 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 provide a solution for what they're actually experiencing. Right. So, you know, the main thing was they wanted quality products, right? Because there's nothing in the market between 50 and 90 that's actually quality. Right. You buy a Ray-Ban, you lose it. Your only alternative is to either go to the gas station or go to Nordstrom Rack and get the $30, $40 janky pair. But eventually, it looks like that, right? And it being on the most important part real estate of your face, of your body, right? It's your face. Uh-huh. You, know, you could get away with holes in your socks, your underwear, but on your face, people could tell when you're wearing a little freebie sunglasses. So the biggest issue was providing a quality product at a value that they could uh-huh. afford. But, you know, the big thing is social uh, social corporate um, uh, responsibility. Mm-hmm. To be uh, working with your communities and to give back with every purchase. And the third one was to solve their uh their loss, their loss problem, right? They mm-hmm. people are clumsy, and it actually started for me. I lose more sunglasses than anybody I know. You got about a minute left of the show. Tell people where they go to get involved in the mm-hmm. campaign. Tell people more importantly where to go 
to buy. Yeah. And if you want to give this, like, again, only about a minute, if you want to go and let us know, like, what some of the perks are and things like that, like, how does, how does, what does investing look like? Yeah. So, you know, what I would encourage is what we're doing for uh, this holiday season is uh, we're giving back to the customers that ultimately made us. You know, we're a community uh, and we really take that seriously. And this is the time for our community that ultimately allowed us to be where we are to, uh, to be a part of that growth, right? So with our equity crowdfunding campaign at republic.co forward slash Ellison, not only do you get to invest, we're giving dollar for dollar value in equity, right? So if you spend $100, you're getting $100 with equity and you're getting a product oh, as wow. well. Oh, so sweet. we encourage people sweet. and this is our way to give thanks to the customers who ultimately gave, uh, you know, allowed us to be here and to be a part of that future. Well, if you know Scott Couture and you're probably going to be getting some Ellison glasses for Christmas <laughs> this year. That's, that's what that sounds like to me. Uh, I'm the only one who don't have a pair on right now. I'm uh, all right. <laughs> all right. I got you. I got you. I got you. Um, okay, so this has been great. Uh, like we said before, you can check us out there. You can you can call in the show. You can go on Facebook on uh, at Technori or at Katoon on, on Twitter or Facebook and leave us some ca- uh, questions and feedback. We'd love to learn more. Aristotle, thank you as always. You Good guys. luck in your campaign. Good luck in in all endeavors. Yeah, all right. Good to see you again, brother. Thank, nice to see you guys. Ciao. Absolutely. Uh, I'm Scott Katoon. This is Jason Johnson. You're listening to WGN AM 720. Welcome back to the Startup Showcase. I'm Scott Katoon. I'm sitting here with a fellow... Uh, Chicago Inno 50 on Fire member. Welcome, uh, Jason William Johnson. You're also the entrepreneur director at the Urban League of Chicago. Yep. Yeah, that was a that was a great honor. Um, yeah, the, the, they did the selection ceremony. Was that um, a couple weeks ago? Yep. Yeah, it was, it was great. It was a good experience. Did like, you go to the party? Yeah, I was at the party. I was supposed to go, yeah, and then and I couldn't go. It was so go. cool, like because you know you're just waiting to see if you're if you pop up on the video, and then you know your your category comes up, and it's just like yes. <laughs> you know, it, it was, I, I found out via LinkedIn when a friend from college messaged me on LinkedIn, like, "Oh, I missed you at the on fire," and I'm thinking I didn't think I was gonna. Gonna make it, so yeah. I, I didn't I even go. I think it was November sixteenth. Yeah, yep. it was November sixteenth. Yeah, it was yeah. a good experience. I appreciate Chicago Inno for the honor. Um, just you know, excited about you know the work that we're doing at the Chicago Urban League Entrepreneurship Center. So Center Ab- for Entrepreneurship and Innovation. We rebranded in September. So and I like the logo. Everything yeah. looks good. It's much more sort of like modern and tech. And obviously, mm-hmm. uh, we like Chicago and other partners at WGN. They're on uh, the the Steve Bertrand lunch hour, business lunch hour with Winterest uh, during the week. So very cool stuff. Uh, are you liking this format? You, uh, did you get a kick out of listening to, to I'm a live pitch? To be part of the MVP. This is pretty cool. Like, oh. I, I, I like it. I think having live pitch, being able to get some feedback is great it's a great exposure for the founders um and then it gets to the business and you know i think i think it's a good idea and then it adds whenever you add a pitch to anything it always adds theater i think i think it adds the innovation theater factor but what i think is most compelling is that that you and i are going to decide who to put some money in today and then everyone out there has a chance to do it and then we didn't really mention this but obviously those you listen to the show know that we have this technology startup showcase events uh next year in 2018 we're actually going to change what we do we're going to launch all the companies that are equity crowdfunding on our stage. So you can listen here, invest here, and then actually meet these these founders uh, like today's uh, next pitch, which is coming from Allized, Aaron Stephenson, uh, who should be on the sh- uh, on the phone right now. And he's going to tell you this is awesome. Yeah. Uh, I mentioned this before the show. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, you can learn how to travel through time using virtual reality. So that's what Allies does. You can go to the Facebook page on Technoria right now. Uh, we've posted their their investment portfolio on there. So if you want to click on it and you want to kind of follow along with us or get in, get invested in this, uh, just register at Republic and we'll get rolling. Um, without further ado, I want to introduce our uh, our next guest, the founder and CEO uh, of what I think is going to be kind of a pretty big change. So welcome to the show, Aaron. Thanks. Good afternoon. Uh, yes, of course. So it's a beautiful day in Chicago. Where are you guys located, actually? We're in San Francisco. Oh, man. 
I'd rather be there, I think. Yeah, je- I'm I was just there. Man. I was there in November, and it was, it was awesome. So uh, without further ado, this is our first time kind of running this type of show, so I, I, I apologize if, if you're going to be thrown directly into the fire, but uh, if you caught any of the other part of the show, you have three minutes starting in about 30 seconds to explain to us what allies is, how it works, and, and what you need to succeed. So without further ado, Aaron, I'm going to let you uh, let it roll. What is allies? Sure. Uh, thanks, Scott. I'll just dive right in. Well, as you mentioned in the intro, we are a time travel company. And what we are focused on is helping people connect emotionally with the places that they visit most. Um, so you, know, you have millions of people a year visiting Chicago, for example. And uh, when imagine going to the Chicago River when you're on vacation there. And you go there today and you look around and you see all the brand new buildings. Uh, but what if you could look through a device and look around in all directions and actually step back in time and see what Chicago looked like 200 years ago? That's what we produce is a product that provides that experience. And it's called OWL VR. And it looks kind of like the old coin-operated binoculars that you might be familiar with if you've ever been in the Empire State Building or a, um, a national park. You know, you put in a quarter, you look through, and you, and you see what's there uh, today. That was sort of the inspiration for this idea. The idea was, let's take that basic concept, but instead of binoculars, we will integrate virtual reality into the uh, uh, inside of, uh, of, uh, of a similar device. And you walk up, you swipe a credit card, and for $3, when you look through, you're, not, you're seeing not what's there today, but what's there in the past. And so we actually create these historic 360-degree virtual reality videos that make you feel as if you were standing in that same location in the past. That is awesome. Okay, so first thing I want to walk through on this is the is the price model on this. How how did you come up with if you could restate sort of the pricing piece of this? How did you come up with this strategy for monetization versus say a subscription model where I can go all over the country and pick spots? Like we just trying to get an understanding of right. of why you chose this route. Sure. Well, we've been at this for about five years, and our MVP was a version of this that was actually free to the public, and our customers were primarily cities and uh, other government agencies that were using this, not to show the past, but actually to show the future, to show residents of these cities proposed construction projects like new train stations or streetscape improvements and things of that nature. What we learned very quickly is that that model, while interesting, uh, uh, doesn't provide the recurring daily transactional revenue that we could earn if we focused on what we're focusing on now, which is tourism. And that's actually the focus of our crowdfunding campaign is to fund the first two big projects at major West Coast tourist attractions. And so the revenue model is uh, is fundamentally different and I think really exciting because no one, no one else is doing this with virtual reality. And it's simple. That $3 credit card swipe gets split three ways between us, the site that's hosting the owls, and our content partners that produce the two-minute experience that lives inside the owl. Okay, awesome. that, make, that makes more sense because you yeah. can understand, like there's parts of the pricing that like, if you first heard it, my thought was like, oh man, okay, so like, I guess we wouldn't know how many ways you have to split it to make this opportunity work. It makes sense now when you bring that up that like, obviously the city of course is going to mm-hmm. take their piece Absolutely. and then, and then the, the content creators, which solves two problems from my, just from my seat when I'm my vantage point, if you want to play a pun game, um, from my view the the, the <laughs> challenge you would have is to create this incredible content worldwide could be a challenge. But if you reach out to the people who already have great content or are creating content in that place, it takes a lot of pressure off you. Right. And then well, that's right. Things- and, and, and- 
No, okay. One of the things I thought of first when um, Scott told me about the business, first of all, I thought, like, this is super cool. Second thing I thought of was maybe some sort of B2B monetization um, business financial model, whereas, you know, colleges, um, any type of educational institution that may, you know, benefit from enhancing the experience of history and learning about the past and things like that. That's like one of the first things that popped in my mind. Oh, absolutely. And that's a, that's a brilliant use case. And we get inquiries all the time. In fact, just yesterday, uh, someone from Purdue uh, uh, called and, and uh, he's interested in bringing um, these devices there for their 150th anniversaries to help people uh, celebrate that by being able to see what the campus looked like back then. We've had we've talked to universities about bringing these to sports complexes so that attendees at uh, fans at baseball games or football games could look back and watch famous plays that went down in history. Mm-hmm. There's nearly infinite use cases for this technology, which at first we thought was amazing, but we came to learn that, as I'm sure you know, you got to be able to laser focus. Right. And that's why we're focused on tourism, because unlike all the other use cases out there, tourism as a market, which is a, you know, we're talking about a billion people who travel internationally every year. Uh, in this country, there's 192 million people that travel just domestically. And these folks are spending about $1,000 on every trip. And the number one category of activity among travelers is cultural heritage activities. So if we can get just a very small percentage of folks visiting all the most popular tourist attractions in the world to part with 3 to $5 for these very emotionally powerful, memorable historic experiences, we think that unlocks the daily transactional revenue from each of those sites that when taken as a whole represents a $4 billion addressable market, which is just vastly larger than the other markets that we can address. Uh, tourism is actually a great beachhead, you know, especially like Scott says, once you explain, you know, how your business model works as far as having to get the content partners and everything and all of that. And then also I think that makes sense because if I'm in that city, you know, I think it'd be awesome for me to go back in time and see that city that I'm visiting, you know, 50 years ago, 150 years. I, I think that's brilliant actually. So tell me, Aaron, uh, tell the, the people listening also, where can they go to invest in this? And what are sort of the perks and, and things that are associated with investing in this campaign uh, and investing in your company versus, say, anybody else? Sure. Uh, well, let me just take that last part of the question first. We're the only company that's doing this in the United States. We actually invented this idea of a location-based virtual reality kiosk. And uh, to date, there's really only one other company in Europe that's uh, doing something similar. Um, so there's nowhere else really that folks are going to have this kind of opportunity. We are raising on Republic, um, and uh, the focus of this campaign is to uh, raise the capital that we need to fund our first two uh, tourist-related projects. And part of that means finishing R&D on the product. And so the last piece that we need to add to the product is the credit card swipe. Once we have that, we're ready to launch. Very cool. Thank you so much for taking the time here. Uh, I'm sure uh, if anyone has questions or things, they can reach out to you uh, on your website. Is it what, what is the website? Owlize.com. It's O-W-L-I-Z-E-D.com. Simple enough. I will be back with Jason, and we'll talk a little bit more about what we thought on uh, on both Allies as well as Aristotle. I'm Scott Gatoon. You are listening to WGN Radio AM 720. Welcome back to the show, Jason. Thank you for having me. Uh, having fun yet? Having a great time. Yeah, this is. I'm having a good time. So I want to ask you. Uh, we just talked to Allized. Uh, what were your thoughts on that? Because that kind of blew my mind a little bit. I, I, it's awesome. That's awesome. I mean, there's a couple things. I know you explained the concept to me before we went on. 
I thought it was cool enough already, but yeah. once he kind of explained everything, how it's location based and you literally have to be there in order to have the experience. So obviously if I'm a municipality, I'm a city, you know, some of my uh, most valued you know, historical sites. And then now that just thinking about it, like if I have a historical landmark or historical site, like for example, like if I went to Alabama, like being able to really experience the Pettus Bridge when Dr. King and them crossed it and things like yeah. that. There's a lot of different opportunities for some really unique emotional experiences going back in time I think is awesome. Two things came to mind uh, for me with, with allies. The first one was, um, I'm going to say this and get yelled at, the, the stupid millennial that have no idea of context. Like they don't know history. I don't yeah. know how often you spend talking to them. It's like I, I reference stuff that I don't think is really that crazy and they're like they have no concept of historical of relevance and to me i'm thinking but they love to travel right so i'm thinking you're going to rome you're going to london you go to new york you go to san francisco you go all these places but you don't really know what it is you're looking at and, and this gives you a chance to to really feel and experience it so to, from my standpoint like giving kids the ability to understand history in a in a literal context where i can actually visually be a part of it is awesome uh, that is cool. I can't wait to even try it out myself. The other part he brought up, which was the same skepticism that you and I had, which was what is the the, the financial model? Because, listen, we're all in subscriptions and, and people are traveling, but if they're only going to certain places, you're sort of off the off the book. However, if it's location-based and it's only $3, like to give you perspective, I just ran across the street to Argo Tea before the show started and paid $2.69 for this this little thing of water. So for you know like thirty cent thirty one cents more, I could have for looked the price at Chicago. Of a cup of water, you can view yeah. history <laughs> for the like price Sally of <laughs> yes, Sally Struthers for for just five cents a day, you could save these poor people. Hey, listen, for you just a few dollars, you can save some poor millennial from having no historical context. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, and then on on this on the you know now we got to compare and contrast because we got to pick the winner and see which one we want to put money in and. I hate to say this, and I don't know what you're going to say, but I, I hate to say that on our first show that has been very uh, upbeat and cool and unique, and it kind of it's like I think this is a historical moment for Chicago Tech that we're bringing investing to startups to the masses mm-hmm. uh, in such a democratic way. We're going to be so democratic that we're going to split, at least for me, I feel like splitting the money because on one side, I love where, where things are going with the VR, but on the other side, I'd kind of like to get myself a pair of shades. I mean, hey, self-interest is important. Um, but um, <laughs> That's how capitalism works. Yeah, a- absolutely. Yeah, that's how politics work. Everything works. Um, I, I would say split just because I've, we've seen uh, Aristotle doing it. Yeah. Right? It's, it's, an exi- it's an existing business. You know, he's generating revenue, et cetera, et cetera. The cool factor for, for allies is just just amazing, yeah. and yeah, and I think it to be a, even for those who have historical context, the fact that you can take the history books yep. and bring them to life, yeah. you know, and really experience. Well, it's like encyclopedia tried to do that, you right. know, like when we were kids, and yeah. it was it was a flop because it was like I have to sit there and wait for it to load, and this I can do it while I'm living my life. Uh, boy, isn't this a good time to have a sponsor come step in and, and throw some cash so we can we yeah. can invest equally in both? But uh, unfortunately, we don't have the the pocket for it. What are the things that are most exciting to you about both companies? And what are the things that you think are the like you're you'd be most like? What, actually, let's start with this. What is the thing that on both sides you're most worried about from success? As far as what I'm most worried about, yep. Um, pretty much, I think on um, allies, I think is the user experience. Like, I, I'm interested to see what that's actually like. Yeah. Like. If if you if there's some depth perception where as you're walking through you actually get the experience, I mean on the funny note like like 
accidentally hurting yourself. Like, let's yeah. say you walk in, like, through the, you're using the glasses yep. and you're walking and then you fall down a cliff or something it, that wasn't there back. I, th- I think, <laughs> I, th- I think he has them. I think he has them like those old Oculus that you would, like, look through that were, like, you put a quarter in. I, I think you're, I think you're, it's, it's, it's just, a, it's, a, it's a stationary thing. I think you're gotcha. stationary, I feel like, just for, for maybe the reason you just brought up. Um, on the um on for um for uh Ellis and eyewear it's just it's 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 a it's a it's a, it's a market dominated by yep. a major player yep. and just trying to disrupt and and get that traction and hopefully you know like the acquisition strategy works but it, 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 he's going just going against a behemoth and, yeah, and that's so, what it, and that's what it, that's my only concern so he yeah i mean he's in a position where literally like he can either either go out of business mm-hmm. or he'll start this business and he'll have a very nice small business or it gets acquired and it, it becomes a massive thing right. you know i, I think with Aristotle and with Ellison, the one thing he didn't touch, we didn't have a lot of time with him, but like the thing he didn't touch on the most is that disruptive element, yep. which will and can be copied. That's not like the the differentiator, but it. But if he grows his community base strong enough, fast enough, it'll be a big a big changer. That is the replacement. Yeah. The fact that you become a club member and then you yep. don't have to worry about losing your shades. Yep. That to me is the sticky factor for him that could be a, a, enough. To get a loyal following and help that acquisition strategy. Yeah, out. and I agree. I agree with that. Also, like like you said, even though the model can be replicated, if you execute well, being first to market is a major advantage. Yeah. As long as you execute well, yeah. because if you don't execute well, the competitor who comes after you is just going to do everything that you're not doing well. Yeah. And that and that's how. Like when you think about Facebook, they did social they did a social network better than friendster they did it better than myspace they came in afterwards and saw the errors and improved it right so as long as he executes well which he has been i think you know being first to market will allow him to create that community and get that traction yeah and you bring up another kind of interesting point and that is uh, the importance of a founder so like obviously i don't know aaron like i do aristotle mm-hmm. um but one of the things that stands out to me always, like I call it ribs when I'm looking for uh, when startups pitch me, it's sort of, is it relevant? Mm-hmm. Um, is it, is it interesting? Is it like, is it believable? Right. Uh, and is it simple? And one of the main pieces there ends up being the founders themselves. And Aristotle is one of those who has surrounded himself with some major investors, John Rowe exit to Salesforce, uh, Ravi Patel, uh, a handful of other investors. And it is a, not that it matters, but it's like socially verified. Like he's very popular people. Mm-hmm. A lot of people know him. So it's one of those things where like you surround yourself with good people. The likelihood of success just goes up yep. higher. I'm not saying that's not the case for Aaron. I, I just don't know. Um, but I think, when you find a founder who has that kind of social collateral or social equity, they have a little bit more margin for error. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I think that that's a swear for me. So we've got a minute left. Um, we have to come to a decision here. Are we, are we, have we agreed to split this or are we thinking we lean in one way or another? I'll say split it, split it, yeah, split let's it. Let's split it. Okay. To show everyone on uh, who's listening right now, how simple this is. I'm literally on the Republic page backslash allies and backsplash uh, backsplash black slash Ellison. <laughs> and I put my 50 bucks and we're going to give them, we're going to give them a hundred dollars total. So split in half, it's 50 bucks. Uh, we've got it split right here. And I'm literally making the investment right now as we, uh, as we go. So uh, with that said, we're going to click invest and you're going to see it on social media in about two seconds. Boom. Awesome. That's the first investments we made to allies. We'll make the next one here in a second to, uh, to Ellison. You can check it out on Facebook. We'll share it there in case you want to learn more. And of course, uh, you can go to technory.com 
and learn a lot more about all the stuff we do at Technori. Uh, Jason, thank you so much for being the first guest of this show. Please tell everybody uh, where they can keep up with you and what you guys are doing over at the Chicago Urban League. So pretty much if you want to learn more about the program, our programs and services at the Chicago Urban League Center for Entrepreneurship and Innovation, um, go to thechicagourbanleague.org slash entrepreneurship. Thechicagourbanleague.org slash entrepreneurship. If you want to connect with me on LinkedIn, Jason William Johnson. Um, I use all three of my names. You just do that for sure. There's a lot of Jason Johnsons out there who's done some heinous and interesting things online. <laughs> and I just try to differentiate myself. Um, same thing on Facebook. Also, you can follow the Chicago Urban League at Shy Urban League on Twitter. Very cool. All right. Thank you so much. It's been a great show. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. That is the Startup Showcase. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back uh, with, with Dane Neal after this. So that's it. Boom. That's a wrap. All right.